the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two minutes after the hour, Saturday morning, 7 January 2023, good old 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station, and the weather goes like this, clear skies in 42, 20 tonight, 48 on Sunday, and if this city wasn't blowing all the money on these homeless addicts and taking care of people who do not belong in this country, maybe there'd be some money to scrape those streets, but that's for another day. Sunday, 48 will be the high, and back on Monday, it'll see everybody on Wednesday on a shoot. Uh, we are talking about the aftermath and what has happened with the DeMar Hamlin story. The good news, and then we'll go to the guest, the good news out of Cincinnati, Bill's safety, his condition continues to improving. He was able to come off the breathing tube. He's speaking and breathing unassisted. He's FaceTiming with, with his teammates. Thank you to Blake Olson, who came in. Now, we have 15 minutes. The one and only, the hit man, Joe Williams, and the man with the plan, Sandy Clough. So let's bring in, first, say good morning. Joe, I know you're on limited time. Good morning. Thanks for taking out time to do this. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Sandy. Sandy, good morning, and I know you're in a rush, too, but kind enough to take time out. Thank you, Sandy, for coming on the show. Morning, fellas. Great to be with you. All right, the jump ball question, and I dreamed this one up. Would they have stopped the Super Bowl or the championship games? I will begin with Joe Williams. Hitman, would they have? Would they stop the Super Bowl if this had happened? Not a chance. Sandy? Uh, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Uh this was an extraordinarily unusual circumstance, and I think it speaks well to the NFL. I mean, this was a game of some consequence on Monday night that almost immediately uh, they made the decision to uh, suspend the game. Now, that, that has spawned some additional controversy, I suppose, that we'll get into, I'm sure, in a few minutes but uh, the quick answer to the question is no. If it had been the Super Bowl, they play on championship games. Any of those level games, would they have stopped, or would they have would they have played? There, there, there's nowhere to move it. Uh, you know that those games have to be played, and there's there's no way to move it. In theory, this game could be played. I doubt it will be, though. Back to Joe. I Joe. doubt it will be rescheduled. What, Joe, because we're mentioning a book I read years ago about the creating Monday Night Football and how the gamblers were getting well on the game or losing more. How, how much influence, how much money do you think was bet on that game? And is, is that the influencer on the Super Bowl? Well, you know, with the uh, proliferation of uh, gambling, now, the NFL now, remember, uh, they used to didn't even acknowledge that mm-hmm. gambling took place. <laughs> <laughs> you go on these shows, acting like there was no, there's no such thing as a point spread. Now they're in cahoots with. Them. Yes, they sponsor. I mean, it's changed everything. Yes, you know, ever how much money is bet? Who knows how much money is bet? But that's changed the whole. That's changed the whole game, and uh, and and now they're in partnership with these yeah. people, yeah. and uh, so I, I don't think the amount of money really figures into, you know, what they did. I think they did about the only thing they could do the other night when that happened. And thank goodness the kids oh, yeah. looks like yes. he's going to be okay. Come back. It looks like it. Yeah, come, you're a fight fan. I mean, you're infinitely great fight historian and a fan. You've judged fights. 
I, I was writing things down for the show, and like, you know, MMA, UFC, uh, boxing, automobile racing, motorcycle racing. It goes on and on, bull riding. Guys, it's a contact sport. And the other one, I remember not that long ago, you guys, you could buy CDs and tapes of great hits and all that kind of stuff. We'll begin with Sandy on this one. What is now, I mean, they, they sold this game as a contact game. Now what? I, I think people once again, and Ryan Clark of ESPN, I thought on Monday night, did the best job of anyone, perhaps because he's experienced something akin to this. You, you do begin to think about how dangerous this game is. And uh, I noticed Mark Kislat, a column in the Post this week, uh, quoting one of the Broncos, uh, Deshaun Williams, who's a defensive lineman, uh, saying, uh, my kids aren't going to play football. Now, I don't know if that was his position before Monday night or not, uh, but I think it does give us pause uh, as as we watch these games, making us once again aware of how dangerous, and yes, life-threatening it is. I was a little surprised at the announcers uh, the other night who were talking about how oh, they'd never seen anything like this before. Uh, a player died on the field, uh, a player named Hughes for the Detroit Lions back in 1971. Uh, the only difference between that situation and the one we saw the other night was that they did keep playing, fellas, uh, on on that occasion. And I'll never forget, in watching that game, the image of, uh, it was Detroit and Chicago at Old Tiger Stadium, the image of Dick Butkus, as tough a football player as there's ever been, waving frantically as Hughes lay on the ground, waving frantically to the sidelines for medical assistance, uh, didn't save his life. Uh, it took him 30 minutes, I think, to just get him off the field. There was no ambulance coming onto the field back then. And they went on and played the game. And 90 minutes after the game ended, Hughes passed away. I brought this up. And I, like I said, I mentioned this book that I'd read. And it was a, it focused on Pete Rozelle, but it, all these other things. And I brought it up on the show earlier. Pete Rozelle's regret was the Sunday game the Redskins played after Kennedy was murdered. And it was a, he had a huge regret. I mean, people, and, and 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 remember, wasn't Pete Rozelle in charge when they had the Heidi when the Heidi Bowl happened, Joe? About what the viewers do because I, it's kind of an open ended question. Your thoughts? Well, I remember that uh, Rozelle said that uh, that was his, I, I think his biggest regret that they played the Sunday after Kennedy went down, and uh, uh, as far as what they're going to do now. I mean, look at the, the NASCAR. These guys Brought go out up. and they pile up yeah. their car, and guess what? They don't – the Daytona 500 coming up next week, you know. I mean, everybody says their goodbyes, and they mm-hmm. uh, the, and, and the band plays on. Yep. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, the Indy – guys get killed in Indy. They keep the race going. Sure they do. Because uh, – uh, With respect to the, the, the Roselle uh, admission – Yes, and the Amer- strangely enough, the American Football League did not play games. No, they did not. That that weekend, the NFL did, and yes, uh, the story has it. And I, I've always thought that that was more than Roselle was required to do, to admit fault on that, because what he did was call Pierre Salinger, yeah. who was one of Kennedy's aides. It was his brother-in-law. And... 
Pierre, oh, right, Pierre Salinger said to Roselle, Kennedy would want the games no. to go on. So, I mean, what, what are you supposed to do in that situation if you're no. uh, Roselle? And you are the National Football League. And with all I, due respect to the American Football League in 1963, uh, I don't know that that many people noticed <laughs> that the American Football League canceled its games. Better, well, uh, Sandy, they you know, you're noticed right. if the NFL had done it. You know what? You're absolutely right. And I forgot that the AFL did not but, play. I think uh, but but he's he, also Sandy's also right about this. Not that many people uh, at that time. The A back in those time. days, the AFL was considered uh, really. It wasn't a major consideration for all and, um, for all the uh, money. For all the yeah, money, they, they, they were, go ahead. I was going to say for all the money and what's behind the curtain. Who was the commissioner of the AFL? And why? Because I've read this story a couple different ways. Wasn't it Fossey? Sandy? Bingo, bingo. Joe yep. Foss. Who himself? Jeff Foss. Who, he, yeah. was, he was he was a Marine recipient of the CMH, and Joe Foss had he made the call, and that's I mean I think it speaks volumes to Joe Foss, but he stopped it and Roselle greenlit yes. it, and yeah, yes, and 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 on the Heidi uh, Bowl, I, I mean that mm. was a network screw up. Yep. Uh, I mean it was a bang bang call, and they didn't want to disrupt network programming. They cut away. Uh, I remember, because I'm growing up in New York and I'm a huge Jets fan, yep. watching that game. And back then, uh, you know, oh. it wasn't like you could go in and uh, uh, to, to the den and uh, get on the Internet and find out play-by-play oh. <laughs> play what happened. I didn't find out uh, it, for, for hours how the game ended. All right, how about the one, because I was trying to gear up for the show, when the space capsule went on the backside of the moon – and they stopped the football game to await whether or not they could come back around the dark side of the moon that no one had ever seen. And it slips me now what year it was, but in about the same time frame. And the fans went crazy. And and he said, this is a scientific first. No one has ever seen the backside of the moon. And they're going, screw right. you, man. And I forget who was playing ball, but it was the same kind of a thing. So fandom, ah, I turn it over to Joe. Um, so how, the reaction to this, and it's been the lead story, and I thought, you know, thank, thankfully the guy's out of the, out of the, he's out of the woods. What do we do with this, Joe? Well, the business of football back then, it wasn't nearly, I mean, it, it was minuscule compared to what it is today. The money, uh, the advertiser, the uh, television rights, all those things, uh, it was uh, that, that, that's a whole it's a whole different level of several levels removed from the business of football today. Uh, the money involved here, they have to play. Like Sandy said, uh, those games are scheduled. You've got to play them. Uh, the suspension of the game the other night. Yeah, they can get away with that. But they know going forward uh, that uh, right down the line. And even if a couple of the teams could be. Uh, compromised, you know, their playoff, uh, where they're going to play the games, who gets home field, this and the other. That seems to be secondary, uh, but not to the t- probably to the teams who are going to play it or the owners or where they're going to play those games. But uh, they had several options available to them, and they could have pushed. They could have pushed everything back a week, let these two teams play the game, right, and then just have a week between the final playoff mm. game and the Super Bowl. They've done that Correct. once before, I think. Joe, Joe what, yeah, they have. what do they do with the betting money? What do they do with the money that's 
laid down on that game? Is, is it a wash? A, yeah, no, yeah, you the tickets are refunded. Let me read you from the wall. I understood it was the players wouldn't play. The NFL didn't make the decision. Sandy, is that legit? Uh, you know, I do believe the NFL in this case. I don't always believe the NFL. The NFL has said it never gave any consideration. Not in a million years, they say, would they have given any consideration to continuing the game. Uh, the players obviously were no in, in no condition to continue the game, particularly on the, uh, on the Buffalo side. And it surprised me a little bit, and I'm not faulting Joe Buck or Troy Eggman mm. particularly, but it surprised me that they made a big deal of uh, uh, this announcement that was made right away. Well, they, there'll be a five-minute warm-up period, and to them that meant the game was going to yeah. resume. No, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't was, mean anything yeah. of the kind. So I, I do believe the NFL, and listen, I think the NFL deserves some credit. Uh, they moved into the 21st century with all kinds of medical precautions, although I hear when his heart stopped on the field, it was an assistant trainer who gave mm -hmm. him resuscitation. Mm -hmm. Now, at the hospital, his heart stopped again, and obviously they had expert uh, medical people on hand at the hospital, but... Uh, Yes, I think the National Football League in this particular situation was well prepared and may have saved this young man's life. For San all we know. Sandy Clough, Joe Williams, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS, the whole week. It seemed like, uh, and again, I Googled all of the guys before I came in. I just, I just put in the search about and everything that turns up. Is, and it got to this point where who cares the most? And... Commanders and players and, and Ravens players praying, uh, cherishing him. Um, I mean, the emotional reactions, videos on the aftermath. It's just I got 15 pages of searching. Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, more players react. DeMont uh, re details Hamlin's FaceTime. I mean, it just goes on. And it was, yeah. I, I mean, and one of the things that was said, and it, uh, Sheriff Reem said it, and then, then when Joe Biden calls his family, and Steve sends me a text this morning, he said, when we lose an officer, dead, Joe Biden never calls. Is that a, I know, I think I know you guys' politics. I don't want to stick anybody, but that was part of this. I mean, Joe Biden calling the family. Yes or no? Quiet, I, I, quiet. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult, but... This was an unusual situation. This was a big game. Now, they didn't have a Super Bowl audience. There weren't 110 million people watching this game. But it was probably going to be the most highly rated Monday night game of the year. There are tens of millions of people watching this, uh, perhaps including the president. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Perhaps including the president. Uh, you know, who on. Monday night, I guess, wouldn't have uh, had necessarily all that much else to do. But I, I think it, it, the reaction of the fans in Cincinnati, I mean, it, it was it was unbelievable. It, it, they didn't know what was going on, and yet they had a sense of what was going on. So, yes, I, I, I think because of the nature of the story, Peter, which you've uh, developed mm -hmm. uh, beautifully over the last few minutes, uh, yeah, I I think it, it 
probably was the president's place uh, to call. And apparently, from all we hear, uh, I'll be honest, uh, I had never heard of this player until Monday night. But apparently, he is a rather remarkable oh, young Oh, yeah. He's from, he's from McKees Rocks. Yep. And he's a Pittsburgh kid. And he played football at Pitt. And my my yep. my family, oh, boy. I mean, they... They know all about him, you know, and they sure. You know, he, sure. he was a pit. Blint, no, a I pit. thought of you, Pete. Uh, well, when I was watching Monday night, I said, it, you know, you, you'd have some affinity well, for this. Well, my, my, my family, I should say, my nephews and everybody, my 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 grandson, who's like this incredible football fan. He talked about it, you know, like. Yeah. And I wonder I, who was it? Because it was John Keyworth that told me that he didn't want his boys to play. And yeah. Joe and, um, and and Joe has it softened that much that I was mentioning with the other guys earlier. They used to sell those videos, the greatest hits, and some guy cartwheel. And well, is that all gone now? I don't know, but I know when uh, uh, on uh, uh, the prime time after the games, when they, I think it was Tommy Jackson and Chris Berman, yeah. didn't they have one of those segments where they yes. light them up or I can't light remember them up, Andy, when it was called. or something like that? Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. And, I mean, those, and they made kind the, of it. They they sort of made light yeah. of it, yeah. yes. and they they came around uh, two or three years ago. I think with the urging maybe of the NFL. And listen, the NFL can be accused of hypocrisy on 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 many levels. I mean that they, they sell the violence uh, of, of the game certainly, but uh, I I think at the same time they have made on a certain level sincere efforts to protect against something like uh, this. And uh, frankly, uh, you know, this is just, we, we often hear about situations in which uh, a, a player is hit in a certain way and they say, uh, uh, you know, or hit by a pitch in baseball in the head an inch or two either way and he would have been killed. Yeah. Well, yeah. In this case, it was all the wrong things uh, combining at the same time produce this horrific event last comments i know you guys are staying five minutes longer than you promised joe take the last comment if you would please well the players uh now you you know you read about it all the time that uh the the distrust between uh when a player is injured and when is he ready to come back when does the team expect him to come back and the player goes and gets his own opinion that stuff is still going on today and i mean even more so we, you know, and the players don't want to take the, do- no, the team no. doctor's word for anything. No, we talked about this latest book, and it's a it's a about three di- the three different deaths of Elvis Presley and John Lennon and the Muhammad. And the Muhammad part is I'd, I'd read a lot of it, but I'd never seen. It's Herbert Muhammad keeps getting fights for Muhammad way past the part where he should have, and yes. and but it's money. Muhammad needs money, and. You know, and I've I've talked to some. I mean, he's you you know him, Joe. I just met him, but he stayed too long at the dance. And well, they, he he was their cash cow. That's it. Thank and, you. Uh, a, a lot of people had you know they had their hooks into him, and uh, but believe me, and that's uh, it's not just Ali. He's probably just the most famous. Oh, one, but sadly, oh. that's happened to uh, many many scores of fighters yeah. who stayed way beyond their time, or that ball players that want to stay or. Or talk show host didn't want to stay. Uh, <laughs> Sandy, <laughs> Sandy, take, take hey, hey, yes. just remember. Just remember this: nobody ever retires from radio; they retire us. 
Oh, just remember. Yes. I, you know, there's <laughs> there's two two guys. One guy that I ever knew that got the gold watch, and, that, and the steel mill guys got the gold watch, right? Um, yeah. Larry Zimmer. Yeah. yeah. Name another. I yeah. can't. Yeah. Dave, Dave Logan right. will. Dave Logan will. He'll he'll. Dave you know, Logan yeah, will. He'll, he'll yeah. Will. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm in passing. I made a remark that if we ran Dave Logan for governor, he'd win. And I said, I've never, I got to keep saying, I've never talked to Dave about that. And they go, yeah, let's run Dave. That's what he needs. Sandy, last comment. Yeah, I, I, I think that this, the, the reaction of the players. Now, that's something I've never seen before at the time this, this took place. And, I, you know, Joe mentioned uh, players now much, much more willing to get second opinions. And it used to be that uh, when there were fewer teams, uh, certainly before the AFL days, you played with concussions. You played with injuries that they would never let a player play with today. But the players now, and you kind of touched on this point, Peter, the players have some leverage. Yes. Football players yes. have some leverage the union. that they never had before. Mm. And yes, uh, the, mm. yeah, I'm sure the NFL uh, can say with, with, with all honesty that they wanted to uh, suspend the game, not play the game, never ever gave a thought to continuing it. But the players drove it. The I, players drove it. And from the reaction of the players, you should have picked up and then Buck and Aikman should have picked mm-hmm. up on the idea that they, they can't continue this game. No. Players are breaking down and weeping on the sidelines. Every one of them on both sides. I, I leave you with this. It's one of my favorite scenes. The Motion Picture Network and William Holden is playing sort of this Edward Murrow character and Ned Beatty's playing some vicious network executive. And I forget the name of the guy that's out there saying you're mad as hell you know, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so they're in the they're in I guess some room where they can view him on on air and Holden says to Ned Beatty he said you know he's crazy don't you and Ned Beatty says <laughs> Ned Beatty says you know he's got a twenty three share yeah yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> hitman hitman is that true or false <laughs> yeah it's abs- right on <laughs> right on Sandy we Sandy and I have actually seen that you know like. Yes. Yeah, and he said, he's, you know, he's crazy. And he said, you know, he's got a 23 share. He's got a 23 share. Yeah. I love you both. I love you so much for doing it. The best. These are the best two guys, Joe the Hitman Williams and, of course, Sandy. Thanks, you guys. I know you got busy mornings for taking out time to do this. Thank you. Okay, love you, fellas. You. Thanks, fellas. Okay, all right. We go to open lines, 303-696-1971. Catch as catch can. Would they have stopped the Super Bowl? Ski season is in full swing. Winter Park's got tonnage. The snow is good. Almost everywhere snows great. And it means it's time, if you haven't, to visit Larson Ski and Sport, get all your new gear, get tuned up, whatever you want, ready to have some fun. Take it from me. When you need any ski or sport snowboard, learn to read. Larson Ski and Sport and John Marriott and Paul. And we're in there a lot. And the kids and grandkids and everybody, if you're a renter, and I urge you, you want to try a snowboard. I've got to read this because it's part of the spot, but I don't understand why you would do this. However, you can. If you're a runner and you want to try snowboarding, bring your skis in. They'll hand you a board. After having said that, whatever you need, they'll make it work. They have um, – Alan Samuel and I were in there. They have snowshoes. they got snowboards. they got cross-country. they got 
side cuts, they got rockers, they got, you know, whatever you want. Helmets, they got the best helmets, gogs, snow clothes, name it and claim it, car. I mean, he's just, these are our guys. Seven days a week, so convenient, stop on the way up or stop on the way home. So you're westbound on I-70. Come to the Kipling exit. Get off the ramp on Kipling. Come down the ramp. Make a left. Go south. Underneath I-70, it's a tunnel. You come out the other side. Look to your right. You'll see the Crab Shack. Next to the Crab Shack, a big wooden building. Seven days a week. Larson's, L-A-R-S-O-N, Ski and Sports, south of I-70 on Kipling. They'll take care of you, your kids, your family, your grandkids. 303-423-0654. Just park and stop seven days. They're there. LarsonSport.com. One line's open. It is 11.30 on 7.10. Kane, U.S. Denver Talk Station. Back here next week. I wonder if we can get Jonathan to come in next week and get Stevie Harms on and do a wrestling show. Yeah. Clear skies in 42. 20 tonight. Sunny. And milder tomorrow. 48. It'll be a ski day coming up. Studies show that risk factors for heart attacks and diabetes and dementia increase as our hormones and metabolism decline. It's clear. And I'll tell you what. Dr. McCallan showed me. It's clear. Keeping your hormones at optimal levels is vital for ideal health. Helps you reduce body fat, improve muscle tone, energy level, cognitive ability, sexual function. Dr. Watt, and Dr. Watt and I became close. That Dr. Watt is like, I mean, he, he is the, he's like, um, he, was a, he, did a brain, he was a brain surgeon. And he came into Cynogenics and I saw him, saw him Tuesday. They can help get your metabolism, hormones balanced and healthy with the elite health evaluation Detailed looks at your body systems, your brain, your bones, your muscles, your heart, your lungs. Supervised plans to help you lose weight. We passed the new year. All right, resolution. I'm going to change my life. This is the moment. Learn lean muscle. Learn and get lean muscle mass. Increase your, your mental clarity. Call today and schedule, like I said, the Elite Health Evaluation. And receive a complimentary food allergy test normally. 840 bucks. Call Cynogenics, 720-387-3681, 720-387-3681. Visit their website at denver.cynogenics.com, denver.cynogenics.com. Here we go. Line one, we go to Dino. Dino, you're on a radio show, man. Good morning, and thank you. Hey, Professor Boyles. How My are boy. you, sir? I'm good, you're man. Awesome. awesome. You know, there's old my thunder on the uh, Hughes guy. I, I followed as a kid, too. I watched it, and butt just went crazy. And everyone else was calm about it, but then they dragged him off and he passed away. The only time he's a big guy, you know, carried a lot of weight, older player, and he's a big tight ender. Well, the only the, the Keyworth yeah. told me Keyworth told me a Butkus story. He said because he went on the strike year, the NFL strike year, and he had been drafted by the Redskins and ended up in Denver playing for Red Miller. Actually, no, I take it back. He played for who did Red replace? Um, half it was, a, uh, then, half John a, Ralston. John Ralston. Jr. So he told me they they were playing in Soldier's Field. He said, that ground when it's cold, he says, like concrete. John, I wish you get Johnny on the show. And he said, Butkus nails him. He's a fullback. He said, Butkus kills him, puts his face mask on John's face mask, and spits. <laughs> spits in his face. Did, yeah. The, the most ultimate, the ultimate uh, compliment, anyway, Irv, the late Irv Cross, he says that uh, CBS morning show with Jimmy the Greek and uh, oh, yeah. Brett Musburger, he said about a compliment about Butkus, he goes, most players want to put you in the hospital. They want to hit you, whatever. When Butt just hit you, he wanted to put you in a cemetery. That oh. was his only goal. It's like guy, like I, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, you know, and talking about guys that tell you about being in the ring and getting hit. And sure, oh, you can't imagine. Well, I was going to say one other thing. Now, uh, if you recall back in the space shuttle when it uh, mm-hmm. crashed, whatever that was supposed to go off on Super Bowl Sunday. 
There was oh. a weather delay. It was Monday. The speculation always was that there was if that would have exploded, they would also show that astronaut lives without Roselle would have. Uh, Dean, yeah. what was what was the one where the 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 capsule went behind the moon? And I mean I, I, bet I don't recall. And they they they, they, they <laughs> dropped and they went to I mean this is like once in a in forever and the fans were they were tight. <laughs> no, you can't do that. So, also the I told you producer earlier, but I told I you again. The player you're thinking of that Earl Campbell put in the hospital was Steve Foley, mm-hmm. the defensive back. Uh, Drilled him. It was the 1980 season. Is that what he it was? Going, separated his shoulder and busted up some of his teeth. But I thought I they, saw, took him, they took the they took the Denver Channel. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I I, I was because yeah. because my relationship with Woody, and I later thought how much heart Foley had to stand there and try and nail him. There was a defensive back. Too, oh yeah, it's like, safety, yeah, yeah, safety, it's yeah. like guys taking you know, fights. You guys will take a fight well, against. Well, you know. I'm not going to mention this one restaurant in town here. A small little, oh, not a fast food. It's a different type of thing. They got pictures of uh, boxers up there. They got the Sugar Ray Robinson when he killed Jimmy Doyle. Look at that picture. Oh, yeah, up there. Sure. I told him oh, yeah. that's kind of bad luck. He really shouldn't have that. Well, he, he's never the same. It's 1947. He was oh. never the same after that. He no, and, and remember Ray, Ray Boom Boom Ray Boom Boom Mancini. Yeah, he killed that Duke who Kim, and he, he killed Kim, and he, and he, he was, was never the same. After he that. was never the same no. after that. No, Ray, you can't be. No, and um, you can't. guys dying to ring. I mean, it's like a horrible thing to say, but and especially, yeah, it's like that's what. Well, especially when Barney's so great. Oh. Well, but, he, he got worked over by Henry Armstrong. When he, Henry yeah. Armstrong, we lost his uh, lost world his world title. Lost, and that yeah. was it for him. He's twenty-eight years old. That's enough. That's <laughs> you know. That's the thing about it's, Joe. But going back to Joe Williams, I love old prize fight stories and reading about the prize fighters. And Joe is every bit that in a you know in oh, a, ba- yeah, in a bag a of lot. chips. He, you know, and I, you know, I love the stories of of. Uh, you know, especially when the mob ran prize fighting, and uh, and and that guy Carbo, he was a Gambino. Or and the other guy, and uh, well, besides Franco, there's the other guy. Costello, Frank Costello did it too. Well, they but they but Costello was the boss. But it was there was a guy named Carbo that. Car- yeah, Frank, yeah, Frank Carbo ran it. Yeah, and he ran it. The, uh, and, and they went in front of Estes Cavarro, the uh, senator. Oh yeah, they went in front of those congressional hearings. Yep. He was, I can't remember, Senator. I, that, that I, was, I have laryngitis. I don't know anything. That was that was called the Kefauver crime, and Jack yeah, Jack sure. Kennedy was on it. But they, the story goes, and one of my highlights is, um, you know, you, you've seen Jake Lamotta, the Rage, Raging Bull. I was doing a yeah, I read t- the book. Oh, I did, my father was in the book. Oh, shit, man, I I got to do an hour television with Jake, and then we went and talked, and you know he threw a fight, and he admits it. He went in the tank, the the, the fox fight, absolutely. And he threw that fight because the mob made money. They all bet fox, and he was supposed to kill fox. And he did not. And then that's when he got his shot. He got his title shot. But he fought fought everybody. I mean, and I'm sitting I always wondered. You say, go ahead. Well, I I always wondered what would have happened. Had uh, Marcel Serdan not crashed in that plane Died. crash on the way back. The middleweight I curse. Think, yeah, yeah. I the, think Serdan, my father always told me Serdan was a little better. He could have probably beat mm-hmm. him in the rematch, but I don't know. But it was, ca- it, was, it, was, it was called the middleweight curse. And, yeah. uh, and all these guys all. Yeah, he's going out with Edith, Edith Piaf probably screwed him up, too. I, I loved know, Edith Piaf. The guy's got a wife and three <laughs> kids and a pig, he owns a pig farm in Morocco. Oh. He's, he's jet sitting out with her all over the world. He's his wife did, and three kids behind all the Did time. you ever see, <laughs> uh, there's a, you know, the battle for Algiers, and, uh, in Algeria, and the legion who had been beaten and thrown out of Vietnam, the legion goes to Algeria, and that's the battle for Algiers. 
And Edith Piaf had a song called We, I, we Regret Nothing. And to yeah. come out of the Casbah. And they, they, well, they sang it. They sang yeah. Coming Out of the Casbah. And they sang We Regret. It was an Edith Piaf song. I I adore you. I mean, Edith Piaf was like, she killed guys, man. I mean, she, she took guys and oh, they were great, dead. Great voice. Oh. One of the best French voices ever had. Maybe ever. the, be- maybe the best. Ever, yeah. Dino, I love you, man. You beat a man. Take easy. Talk to you later. Hi, Bubba. Thanks, man. How does Edith Piaf come up on a show? Mike, you're on a radio show, brother. Thanks for waiting and good morning. Oh, I miss you in the morning. You the man. But, uh, Haystack. Remember him? Haystack Calhoun. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And flying for curse. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I just don't hear you mention him much. We're going to do a show. Curry, I, the original Sheik. Oh, yeah. I, oh, the Iron Sheik. Well, the, the original Sheik's name was Farhart. His name was Ed Farhart. And uh, and he was out of Detroit. He was a car guy. And Stevie, yeah. Stevie Harms knew him. Bobby Heenan, he brought Heenan into the business. And they told okay. they told Sheikster she could stab you. They said she could do, but he gave Bobby. She was awesome. Oh, remember and Heenan, because everybody wanted to kill him, so he parked his Cadillac, and Heenan's like this ring kid, and he would give Bobby money to go park his car and bring it back to him. But Heenan tells a story. One time, real Arabs showed up, <laughs> and they and they they wanted to hunt. Ed Ed was a was Lebanese. But I had them three oh, on my them. wall. Oh man, he's I did. My did, grandpa. Oh, did you, did you ever see the movie I brought up this morning? The Wrestler. You ever seen the movie The Wrestler? Um, I I guess I haven't. Please, I may have. Go but. see it. But in the end, the guy who is the heel in this final match is a knockoff of the original Sheik, and then came the Iron Sheik. And the Iron Sheik's a hoot, man. I've been around the Iron Sheik and. Right, he's scaring right. me, and I'm fearless, you know. So, um, that's, that's yeah. oh awesome. man, it's good to hear your voice. We're going to do I a just, show. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you had so. Jim Doug, he was he sat in our studio here. Um, I don't know, two years ago, told stories. Um, and flying Fred, well, flying Fred was awesome. He got caught, as you know, with the sheik on the highway, and they had dope in the trunk, and they were supposed to be. Heels together. I supposed didn't to be. know that. Oh, but. it's a great story. And and uh, Hacksaw and the Sheik are riding together, and they're enemies. And they're on, like, on the New Jersey Turnpike. I can't remember where. But they have a bunch of reefer and cocaine in the car, and they get pulled over. The big story wasn't the dope. Mm-hmm. The big story was these guys hate each other and are riding together. I love your call. Well, my, be safe. Go. My, take, take a last comment. Go ahead. My grandpa was in the back room, and he used to put patches on him. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I used to get front rows. I was about eight years old sure. back in the sixties. Yeah, where were you? In uh, huh? Where were you? Here in town? Saginaw, oh, Michigan. Even, even better. <laughs> yep. And they used to rock and roll. Oh, sure. In uh, and my grandpa was in the back room. And he, like I said, he put the patches on him, yeah. and we'd get front row seats. In ah. uh, Brian Fred was. You know, <laughs> you and then Hacksaw. Oh, sure. Uh, well, d- or Jim, not Hacksaw. Ha- Hacksaw, but, uh, yeah, that was too. That's too early for Hacksaw. He doesn't. Jim doesn't come around. Yeah, yeah. Late. No, yeah. it was. Uh, it was the big guy. I always Cal- forget his name. Andre Calhoun. They were great guys. They guys. Listen, I'm behind. There was a bunch of them. Love you. Thank you. In, Good call. Uh, I got to jump. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one nineteen before the hour. 
So I mentioned this earlier. Deborah Flora, who, of course, does the radio show here, her husband, Jonathan, and he worked for, for Vern. And so we had the, uh, the 710 KNUS Christmas party. And I, uh, and I sat with him. And we, I, we crossed over a lot of different places. And he, we spent two hours. I'm leaning forward and he's talking. And let's see if we can get him next week and see if we can talk. Um, why do only guys call your show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't control that. Why do they? <laughs> if you're a woman, and I don't know if you are, pick up the phone and call the show. We'll see. I keep women off. That's got to be the only answer. You'll hear that. He keeps women off. I love this thing with Casper. I take a picture of me and Ca- Casper takes a picture of me and Casper. And he puts it on his website. And I get a call from Chuck Bonner. Well, how many people now hate Casper because he dare take a picture with me? Back to what was said. Don't tell me who your friends are. Tell me who hates you, and I will know who you are. So I have a bunch of lying believers, and that's the definition of a rhino. A rhino is somebody who doesn't believe the lie, and Reams will prove it this week as he comes in to do the shoot. Reams was a great cop until he said he thought Donald Trump lost and he became a rhino. What's the definition of a rhino? Rhino is a guy who doesn't believe the lie. So anyhow, if you're, again, if you're sick and tired of living on that constant pain, your knees and your back, you know, Joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. It's time. Time to call, spit it out, Peter, QC Kinetics, using advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips and shoulders and elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, if you're trying to avoid surgery, Call QC Kinetics now and schedule your free consultation. Learn about the exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. It's a natural treatment that gets you lasting relief. People here raving about it. I mean, we've been to this clinic a bunch of times and talked to guys. Call now. Appointments are available. Coming up this week, QC Kinetics. Easy number, 303 Nine hundred eighty nine eighty six three zero three nine hundred eighty nine eighty six three zero three nine hundred eighty nine eighty six. One more time, three zero three nine hundred eighty nine eighty six. Forty two will be the high today. Clearing skies forty eight tomorrow. Seven ten KNUS. The morning show. Denver's first place on a Saturday morning. Seven ten KNUS. We'll go back to the phones. It's been a great morning. Jay, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hello, Peter. Hey, Jay. <clears throat> I'd like your thoughts on a question of mine. So uh, Hamlin is 24. First of all, you think he's going to want to play again? We, and we're, if so, we're talking about that. Sure. Oh, I didn't hear you talk it's about okay. it. I no, it's okay. Listen to the way. Right, right. You think? Will you think it's his decision or the league's? Oh, it's the doctors. It's. Um, I mean, they'll try physicians. He'll do. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but. My best guess, he's a young guy making a lot of money. If they put him, they clear right. him, why wouldn't he want to play again? I mean, would you? Right, would right. You? I think I would, but I'm <laughs> just <damn> wondering. Right. <laughs> You're damn right. He's, I, I was told play, play. his base number is eight and a quarter, $825,000 a year. You're 24 years old. You're going back. Oh, really? I thought you'd be in the million. I did, too. Out. I did, too, but that's what they said it showed, so. Go with that. I don't know. And I just wanted to make one more point. 
So you've been saying all morning that the contacts blow, but it wasn't really that big of a collision. And Josh Allen came out in T. Higgins' defense. He's the receiver who he collided yeah, yeah. with and said it was just a normal play. Yeah. But I just want to say this. It was a normal play, sure. which gave him a heart attack and put him in the hospital. Yeah, and? Well, I just don't know. Um, life is full, like but, easy... No, life is full of flukes. You know, it, you know, you zig and everybody else zags, you know, those kinds of statements that you step off the curb and you get hit with a car. It's a fluke. You're not doing it intentionally. Right. But watch, I mean, fake radio is going to start about the vaccines responsible, which is nuts. If you think of all those young ballplayers been playing all those years and been vaccinated, this is the first. Oh, no, that's all a lie. Okay, fine. Do what you want to do. But, right. Um, the claim okay. that the vaccine responsible for 1.1 million access deaths in this country, it's just, it's getting tragic. It's getting sad. Anyhow. Yeah, I don't believe that. No, of course I not. I mean, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm not afraid to get vaccinated. Take care of yourself. But, uh, hey, I, I just uh, wanted your opinion. Thank you. I think, thank you, man. It's kind. Uh, not that my opinion of sports means anything. Mark, you waited. You're on a radio show. We're coming up on time. Thank you. Hi, Pete. Brother. I'm really enjoying the show. You're kind. I lo- love, old, love old sports uh, stories. And I've got two for you. One is Dick uh, Night Train Lane out of the 1950s. Remember what he and did? I do remember Dick Night, Tra- Night Train Lane out of Detroit. It was Detroit Lion, right? Yeah, Detroit. And I think he did Pittsburgh for a, a short time. I think he did, too. But, I think he was a Steeler. You're right. Yeah, and Dick Night Train Lane, his motto was, any tackle below the shoulder pads was a bad tackle. <laughs> I didn't know that, but it's great. I mean... And and every time that they would do, or they'd show a lot of you know greatest hits on YouTube, so you could see those, and he'd be clotheslining people like you wouldn't believe. So let me come back full circle because I was trying to put the show together. I remember watching TV, and they would sell CDs or tapes or something. And Joe Williams said, "Yeah, now it's on YouTube." But yeah. are, the, are the greatest some guy helicoptering in the air and guys getting crashed and all kind of stuff? And we hey, we cheered on. They play big music. Is that gone now? Uh, probably a lot more so now than before. Yeah. They're trying to make the game a lot tamer and more uh, palatable to everybody. So, yeah. Can one of and the Dick, thi- Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say Dick Knight Train Lane and everything. He would have been, you know, kicked out of the league. Uh, he couldn't play <laughs> in the current uh, you know, climate these days. The guy, I mean, those guys, when you look back, um, I, maybe it's because we were kids and things looked differently. I, I I don't know, but they were there. I mean, they were really there, and yeah, I don't know. Well, I and a lot of those guys they they wrestled in the off season. You know, you see them, and they were like, I don't know, different time, different place. Money was different, and yeah. and so here here's my I I opened the show with this, and I'll end the show with you. If that were the Super Bowl, would they have stopped the game? They would have taken him, I think, on a stretcher off to the back of the uh, locker room somewhere, and they would have kept on going with the game. I agree with you. And what and was the is the variable in it the money? Yeah. Yeah. If it were a championship, if it were the you know division championships, would they have stopped the game? I don't think so. I don't got either. Millions of dollars going 
going on. No, I don't think so. Would Joe Biden call your family if something happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) Next question. Yes. I I wrote down phony on my, I do a little worksheet, couple page worksheet with stuff on it. And I wrote down, that was phony. And and Steve Reams calls, sends me a text. He said, when a rank and file police officer is killed in the line of duty, Joe Biden doesn't call. All right, man. I love you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Um, we'll take a see. If we can get Jonathan and a couple of guys for next week. Hey, to Blake Gallagher. Good show, man. And uh, it's it's what it is. Thank you all. I really enjoyed it. And to Sandy Clough and to and to the Hitman as always. And Blake Olson. Thank you. I uh, take care of yourselves, you guys. We'll do it again. I got the uh, shoot coming up this coming Wednesday, and it's with the uh, Sheriff Reams is coming to the shoot, and we did it with Casper. And now everybody hates Casper because. He came in and took a picture with me. My heavens. All right, you guys. Hang on yourselves. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.